All right, welcome to episode 63 of the Hot Grits Podcast. It's season four, episode three. I'm Travis Jadon, and with me today is Spencer Maddox. He'll be joining me over the phone just momentarily. But first, I want to tell you guys about Coach's Corner in Savannah. Coach's Corner is our title sponsor. John Henderson, the owner, and those guys have been doing it right on Victory Drive for a long time. 3016 East Victory Drive. Call them, 912-352-2933. When you go, tell them the Hot Grits Podcast sent you, and you'll get a special discount. Those discounts, I guess, are going to be ever-changing every week, uh, and that'll be up to John Henderson. So look at it as a bit of a surprise, but you're saving money regardless. Coaches Corner in Savannah, www.coaches.net. Check them out on Facebook today to sign up for the golf tournament at the end of the month. The Caddyshack Golf Tournament is back at Crosswinds. All right, the business stuff out of the way. Let's get after it. 63rd edition of the Hot Grits Podcast. My name is Van Johnson. I'm 67th mayor of the city of Savannah. I'm pro go Let's go. That's all we need. Ain't nobody gonna rip like me, spit like me, flip like me, drop them hot grits like me, it's like me, just like me. Ain't nobody gonna rip like me, spit like me, flip like me, drop them hot grits like me, it's like me, just like me. Okay, a little special edition of the Hot Grits Podcast. I'm joined over the phone tonight as we record this, Tuesday, April 20th. I'm joined over the phone, live from the fairgrounds, Spencer Maddox. Yeah, man. How many times are you going to say over the phone, you know? Did I say it a lot? All good. Yeah, you said it twice. It's and all good. We'll, and we'll cut that part out. Not really. Uh, no, no chance. Spencer, what's the difference between a fair and a carnival? Um, Nothing. They're both terrifying, dude. I learned something about myself today. Tell us. Yeah, as my girlfriend says, she's sitting in the. She's sitting in the. She says I'm a weenie. Well, That's can you what paint, I learned. First off, paint paint the scene here. Are we are we live at the fairgrounds or not? We are. I'm I'm in my car because uh, it was just a little bit too loud to do the actual right. fairgrounds. I mean, there's lots of screaming. Um, but we're still on dude, property. It, you, yeah, dude, it's like a brush with death on any of those rides. Uh, I don't. A, a lot of people haven't done them in like close to twenty years. They're terrifying, dude. What are we it's talking here? Rides, uh, tilto, tilto, tilto wheel is a thing. Right? Uh, tilt, uh, I don't remember the names of them honestly because they all have different names, but they're basically the same ride. Everything goes around in a circle. That's that's super fast. Yeah, yeah, that's the long and the short of it. And uh, well, let, let's okay. let's get into the hard hitting stuff. We're we're gonna give the folks obviously a Hawks watch penny. But I wanted to talk about some of the stuff with the fair because I'm fascinated by this. There's so many aspects to it. Like, I've always wondered, uh, like, am I weird for liking the things like the Mirror House and stuff like that more than, like, the Gravitron? Uh, no, I would have much rather done the Mirror House than the Gravitron, honestly. Dude, Any, I almost threw up, like, three times. And some of the rides weren't even, like, that tough. I'm just that old. Man. Honestly. Yeah, it was rough, dude. But uh, it, it mostly it's the fear because you actually feel like you're gonna die. Yeah, well, that means it's working. <laughs> that means it's working. Yeah. You didn't trust the equipment at all. Um, so like if you're at the fair, one of the things you have to do is go by one of the booths, right? You gotta go by one of the guessing booths, like where oh, the yeah, guy. Yeah, they they just took all my money, dude. Really? They're assholes. Yeah, they're assholes. Too. What did you like do? Guess bucks. your weight or guess your birthday month? No, no, no. I I always do the basketball thing. You know, mm. and it's oval. They're they're obviously oval hoops. Like it's impossible to, uh, it's impossible to like actually score on them unless you just like hit a perfect one. Right. Um. Well, yeah. So, I mean, obviously. 
I, I blew a nice solid 15 stack on that. But damn, dude, uh, fairs actually, are such a sweet way to pick up chicks, too. Dude, uh, to oh, yeah, man, I'm, I'm the man tonight because I actually got a huge pink tiger no behind my back seat right now. Yeah, dude, I got I got one of the little duckies with the rings, dude. That's that's incredible boyfriend stuff, honestly. Bring it home, bring it home the bacon. Like I'm not saying you deserve a parking spot or anything like that, but I definitely deserve a parking spot. At least some recognition. Um favorite uh fair food is funnel cake, right? Duh. Uh, I didn't even touch the fair food. Oh my I god. Had a, I've had a funnel cake before. No uh, mirror it, house. Yeah. Well the mirror house was closed, man. I would I totally would have done the mirror house. But the 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 funnel cake that's see, that's the other thing. I'm out in Pooler. This isn't the Savannah Fair. Wow, that's true. No. Yeah. That's so, a different so a aspect smaller. altogether. Yeah, a little smaller, but a little nicer at the same time somehow. Um, and I, I haven't checked know. the ratings, but I'm pretty sure we are number one sports podcast in Savannah and number four in Pooler, if I'm not mistaken. Pooler is obviously no, a bustling no technology market. No, no, no. We're number one in Pooler as well, dude. We're also the number one fair podcast of all time. Are we? Yeah, we're election headquarters. Yeah, at this point, because course. I can't imagine anyone has ever talked about a fair ever on a podcast. All right, your Hawks are playing pretty well. We're going to talk about them. Uh, first, I want to tell the people about PrepSportsReport.com. The Prep Sports Report has been delivering local sports coverage for more than 20 years and continues to celebrate young athletes in the coastal empire to this day. PSR gives you daily updates on the many outstanding student athletes in the area, and they've got news stories every day about teams and athletes in every sport. Led by our guy, local legend Carl DeMossi, the Prep Sports Report gives fans and parents what they want, positive stories, celebrating the athletes, coaches, and supporters who are making a difference in the Savannah area. PrepSportsReport.com. Uh, Spencer, the Hawks won again tonight. They beat the Orlando Magic, not very magical down there uh, in Florida. Hawks are starting a stretch of five and seven, five games in seven days today uh, versus Orlando. That's the first of five and seven and 11 and 17. But they're currently the four seed in the Eastern Conference. Uh, I believe they are 9 and 2 with Sweet Lou on the roster. I think they're 18 and 6 under Nasty Nate. Last week They are 18 and 6 under Nate. I can confirm that. I don't actually know the Sweet Lou record. That would only be you that would know that. Sweet Lou, they're 9 and 2 under it. Take it to the bank. Um they are Spencer 32 and 26 overall. Last week you had them at 3 seed. I bumped them all the way up to a four seed ceiling, uh, promise to never change it. Defend why you will not change your ceiling. Watch this week. I will not change it with the caveat if they beat the Bucks and they've got a matchup with the Bucks coming up. They got a matchup with they, everybody coming up, bro. This yeah, is a make so or break stretch. This is this is a make or break stretch. They could fall as far as the seventh seed, conceivably, maybe the eighth seed, which that would that's just worst case scenario. Um, yeah. Which they're not playing like a team that'll fall like that. They're playing like a team that can really challenge the Bucks for the third seed, but they have to take care of business and beat the Bucks one time because a, a lot of people have criticized the Hawks for this year, and there is some merit to it. They haven't beaten a whole lot of really solid teams. They've taken care of business, taking care of business like again they did tonight, beating teams they should have, which I think they have like a record. Yeah, but and which they weren't always doing under LP. Exactly. Exactly, which I mean, which is what playoff teams do. They beat the teams they're supposed to beat. But you want to see going into the playoffs them really put together a really solid quality win. Um, and if they're going to advance in the standings, they have to do that against Milwaukee this week. It's really their only. It's really the only way they're 
gonna make the third seed. There's no, they have no other option. They have. Don't to. they get the Knicks this week? They do have the Knicks this week, so that's a big matchup. Are, are we making uh, like? A, am I like be just being a fanboy by like buying into how big of a game that is? Like, I I can't wait to see that. Um, I'm excited about it just because I mean the Knicks like the Knicks matter. They put it on us last time we played, and yeah, they're good for once. Like, so I want to see that. Uh, Julius Randle's fun to watch play, man. I don't know if you've seen. Dude, he is like every now and then it'll just be like, like he'll have twenty nine through three, and then he goes on like a little three minute stretch, and you're all of a sudden he's yeah. like thirty seven points. You're like, what the hell just happened here? I think yeah, he hung ninety he, on the Hawks last time they played. He, <laughs> yeah, he plays. Well, he plays like a dinosaur, dude. He plays. Uh, Ooh, he shoots short mid range. Well, no, that's not what I meant. But uh, yeah, that's funny. Never mind. He plays the mid range and in. I mean, he he does shoot some threes, but he shoots a lot of long twos. Uh, it's not something you see all the time, so it's kind of fun to see like a different style like that. And they play hard under their coach uh, Thibodeau. Like that's just a you know he's yeah, got who and he would be Taj Gibson. Taj Gibson just follows Tom Thibodeau around the league. It's one of my <laughs> that's favorite true. Story. That's true. Uh, just like Jeff Green Tom is Gibson forever getting eighteen minutes. Yeah, he just waits at home until Tom Thibodeau gets a job, and he's like, "All right, Tom, suit up." And that's, and that's it. He plays for the rest of the year. Thibodeau, play for Thibodeau would coach. be the runaway coach of the year candidate if it, if it were not for what was going on out in Phoenix. I mean, the Suns have just quietly. What in the hell is going on in Phoenix? I guess we don't you really want to delve. Thibodeau, that far. You, you don't want to give Nasty Nate any love, man. No, no, no love. He can't be the coach of the year, Penny. I know, but I mean, he can't be the coach of the year because the Phoenix and Quinn Snyder don't get. Don't forget about Quinn Snyder at Utah. Wait a second but, now. What the Knicks are doing with that roster is hands down. The if the Knicks somehow get the five seed in the East, that's a way more impressive thing than the the one Jazz, seed in the, the West. No, 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 no. Not not more impressive than Phoenix, but more impressive than the Jazz. More impressive than Philly. Definitely more impressive than Brooklyn. With yeah, that well, roster, I mean, Brooklyn, I mean, the Knicks are terrible. Well, the, my, my argument for this is the Hawks have had, far and away, out of all the playoff teams, they've had the most injuries per game. They've, I mean, they've just been beaten up all year, and they're still in the thick of it, other than maybe Miami. Miami's had some some issues, uh, especially with coronavirus early on. Um, but, I mean, so many games missed. DeAndre Hunter, we still don't know if he even has legs. John Collins just came back. Danilo Gallinari is still out. So, I mean, you go down the list, they're missing like six of their top ten guys, and they have been basically all year. And they're still sitting at the four seed. So, I mean, uh, you want to give Nate McMillan a lot of credit, and I feel like if he had taken over even like two weeks, three weeks earlier, he would be right yeah. in the running for coach of the that's, year. Dude, that's what I keep wondering too. Like, would the Hawks be like in that three, in that top three tier? Like, and would the Hawks be in the Milwaukee range if they would have done this two weeks prior? Like, who knows? But remember, it was weird timing when they got rid of LP. Like, it was had, it was very was something around timing. the All Star break. Like, what, they either had what I've never been able, or, what I haven't been able to shake is if they had just won the games that they should have won, the games that they were up yes. by twenty early on in the year, they conceivably could be the the one or the two seed in the East. They had lost. They blown that many games. It was, I mean, it was just back to back to back too, and uh, games game. They were also losing games to people like Cleveland, which I can't even imagine them losing. Well, what about Cleveland the game right against now? Detroit? The Detroit yeah, game that, was oh, an was... absolute killer, dude. That was just brutal. 
There was a bunch of them. There was a bunch of them. I think the game against Cleveland was the one that I sent out the uh, now infamous tweet, the, the tweet that got Lloyd Pierce fired, uh, the video, the video heard around the world. Yeah. I think that's the that one that just finally you. pushed me over it. That that pushed me over the edge, but my, I'm keeping my Hawks ceiling at three. What's your ceiling, dude? My Quick. ceiling obviously is four because I told the people I would never change it, and I promised them that I'm not going to go back on my promise. It's a four. That's the highest they can get. That's the ceiling for the Atlanta Hawks this season. That's whack, dude. You're they're, not the common man. You don't go to the fair. They're a four seed, and they are staring right in the. We are headed, Spencer, to a first round Boston Celtics Atlanta Hawks matchup. And can I just be the first one to say we need honorary captains for that series? Zaza Pachulia, Kevin Garnett meet at center floor all seven games to flip the coin and fight. All seven games. <laughs> Is that okay? Can we do that, Adam Silver? Yeah, yeah, I'm down. You don't mind running that by Silve? Yeah, I want to see. I want to see Logan Paul fight Zaza Pachulia next. Ooh, that could make some money. Um, all right, that Spencer, could make a lot of money. We are going to wrap up, but I want to tell people about our MVP, John Carr, John Carr Real Estate in Savannah, 912-228-0916 or johncarrrealty.com. You can find him on Facebook, John Carr Real Estate. Uh, Spencer, listen to these stats real quick. John has sold over $6 million worth of homes in the last calendar year in the Savannah area. He would love the opportunity to help any one of our Hot Grits podcast listeners buy or sell real estate. Right now, he's offering our listeners a discount on listing fees if they mention that the Hot Grits podcast sent them. That's John Carr Real Estate in Savannah, 912-228-0916. That's that's huge news, dude. You don't get a lot of discounts from real estate agents. Dude, not from a guy that's working in the six milli range. Yeah, I mean, he's blessing us with his presence. It's insane. Um, uh, Spencer, we're going to wrap up, but can I, uh, like, do you ever get lost just looking at Steph Curry numbers? Oh my God. Yeah. I can't stop watching Steph Curry highlights every time I get home from work. I think Steph Curry should be in a booth at a fair, just shooting, just shooting balls. Yeah. I wouldn't mind it. Uh, is it time to start talking Steph Curry number two player in the league again? Maybe number one. Yeah. I mean, I think like it has to depend on the, the way the Warriors finish this season, but like, I think. Steph Curry could do more this season for his image, especially when it's like on one side of the league, you just have the KD stuff, right? Not right. really his fault, injury stuff, but bouncing around from team to team, making a making a nuisance on Twitter with Michael Rappaport. And then there's Steph Curry just playing with a bunch of G Leaguers and like somehow managing to keep the Warriors in the Western Conference uh, play in tournament contention. But I mean, dude, his numbers over the last two weeks and really since the All Star break, have been insane. Have you, They're have, just nutty, man. Have and you heard the one about like he could miss his next 500 attempts from three and, and still be ahead of Ray Allen for yeah. percentage? That, that's nuts. Yeah. It's nuts. It's nuts. And he can miss over 1,000 and still be ahead of James Harden for his career. Holy it's moly. Nuts. That's it's insane. Nuts, uh, yeah. It, honestly, one more thing before we go on Steph Curry. Do, uh, it. There, Do it. You know there's a futures bet floating out there on the Warriors. We talked about this in the podcast. Do you think Steph Curry gives them a puncher's chance against any team if he's playing like that? If Steph's Steph's putting up 45 a night, he gives you a puncher's chance against anybody, right? Yes, he is what Dame Lillard and what we all want Dame Lillard to be. But Dame Lillard is just so close to being. like, But he's not the guy. He can't take Portland by himself. But yeah, I do think Steph Curry could win. On his own. I think I he could too. win a series on his own. I mean, it, it's asking a lot to win 
what, four, eight, 12, 16 games. Yeah. Like I that's agree. asking too much, but, but yeah, no, I think he could definitely do it. Um, it would take right. some injury help, that type of thing, but yeah, I agree. For sure. All right. So Spencer, three seed, marking it down. Let's stay official on this shit. Travis, four seed. Um, Spencer, we're going to wrap up now, but can I just ask you before we go, do you think that you're a guarantee, a lock to win the fantasy basketball title? Um, I think you are. Congrats. I think I have an 80% chance. I would say it would be a shocker, uh, an upset of all time if you lost. What do you think about that? I think – I I don't like you putting that on me, honestly. That's what I think. But I think I have an 80% chance. Uh, I'm not going to say it's a shocker if I lose. It's fantasy basketball. Get out of here, guy. Obviously, I'm in the playoffs, but I'm really just fighting for the people and giving them what they want. I'm really excited for the people too. We're a really scrappy team. Everybody's been waiting on this. <laughs> I honestly thought, and we won't get into this, but I honestly thought that trial in Minnesota was going to screw me out of the basketball playoffs again. I really did. I thought something was going to go down, and they were going to cancel. We're not talking season. about that. We're not talking about. They're not, not taking about. my title. We're not talking about that. How do they find we're not you? About, I, I couldn't even go there in my brain. You find me on Twitter at Spencer Maddox underscore. Don't you dare forget that underscore. I know people been forgetting the damn underscore, dude. And then find us on Instagram at the Hot Grits. Yeah, actually, actually having a listener email here from McKenzie in Piscataway, New Jersey. She says, was looking for Spencer on Twitter and couldn't <laughs> find him because of some sort of character at the end. She added her city in there. Huh? McKenzie, Piscataway, New Jersey. That's that's really weird. Thanks for listening, McKenzie. Uh, find me on Twitter at Jadon Sports, uh, at Podcast Grits for the show, Pod at gmail.com to email us. Click those five stars. Click follow on Spotify. Click subscribe on iTunes and Google Podcasts. Um, All right, we're going to get you guys now to my conversation with Mike Anthony, Hardball Mikey. We're going to talk a little baseball, delve back into the baseball movies, and make fun of Spencer a little bit while he's not on the line. Until episode 64. Thank you guys for listening. Stay safe and wash your hands, you filthy animals. Peace. The Hot Grits Podcast is sponsored by Bewley Oaks Home Improvement. Bewley Oaks Home Improvement in Savannah. B-E-A-U-L-I-E-U. Call Tony today for any kind of home improvement work you might need, whether it's inside the house or outside the house, whether it's in the kitchen, the bathrooms, the floors, the roofs, anything you may need. Tony has got you. 912-667-5235. That's 912-667-5235. 5235. You'll ask for Tony, tell him what you need done, and tell him the Hot Grits podcast sent you. Okay, we got Mike Anthony with me now. Going to talk some baseball while Spencer's off frolicking at the fair. Mikey and I are in the pits, in the trenches. It's early. It's early in the baseball season, Mike, but we're here. Uh, The Braves are faltering as we record this on uh let's see tuesday night april 20th the braves are coming off a 3-1 loss to the hands of the yankees i believe you said before we started recording the phillies were about to blow a lead or in the process of blowing a lead how's that going mike yeah not going well i think you can tell on this 420 that both of them pretty well faded um look do we before we get into anything baseball specific to hardcore do we want to revisit now that uh baseball guy spencer's not here do we want to revisit any of the baseball movie stuff? Anything we forgot? Anything that we were listening to? Um, I'm trying to jog my memory. I think 
last time you were on, we were we were gonna delve in deeper to the Jimmy Dugan saga, um, a league of our own. Well, yeah. See, I think uh, we only touched on it from what I remember from last time. You know, I had I, I had to defend myself by saying that Major League was a little overrated, and in no way did I mean that that was uh, not a good movie. It's a great movie. I just think that it gets too much. It sucks up too much of the oxygen in the room. I agree with you. And there were other movies out there that were underrated. Like I said, uh, I thought for love of the game. And I don't think we ever mentioned it, but Hardball, that's always up there. You're out of your fucking mind. You know I mentioned Hardball. <laughs> you know I mentioned Hardball. Um, I mean, I'm, I know you're a big Hardball guy. I my, mean, go I've ahead, seen go you ahead, bad, go and there's no one you could rather uh, – I've seen you bad before, and there's no one else you could empathize with other than an underage kid who's way out of his league who, uh, you know, has to be the drawn-in infield to get his one and only hit. Mike, let me ask you this. Who won the Chicago Inner City Championship that year? Was it the Cucumbas or not? Did they it win was, the title it was or not? The Cucumbas. Okay, it well was then the what Cucumbas. else are we talking about? We won the title. <laughs> I don't need to tell you anything. I don't have to explain myself to you. Uh, Mike, if the Braves were were to not be able to re-sign Freddie Freeman, mm-hmm. which which seems like ludicrous at this point, but um Jeff Schultz today of the Athletic asked Freddie about it, asked him about his expiring contract and said, what is the state of negotiations? Did you see this, Mike? I, I did not today. Uh, right, so I've been me, a little bit busy today. Let me read you these quotes and we'll just get your reaction from it. Sure. Schultz asked Freeman uh, before the game in New York, uh, what is the state of the negotiations, basically? Um, Freeman says, quote, there is no negotiations. Not great is are there, but uh, Freeman says, quote, there is no negotiations. I'm worried about James Tyon tonight. And that's about it. There's nothing going on. Uh, Schultz, do you have any level of concern? No concern. Uh, quote from Freeman, no concern. I don't know if we can even talk right now. That would be a distraction, and I don't like distractions. My main focus is the game tonight, and I don't think there's going to be much talking anytime soon, end quote. If the Braves were to not be able to re-sign Freeman from, an, from someone that's not a Braves fan, like what would that look like to you as a Phillies fan from the outside looking in? I mean... You know, it, it kind of is what it is. The, the way that things are going nowadays with analytics ruling the game, you have to figure that all the people who don't know the first thing about baseball and tradition and Atlanta and Freddie Freeman, you know, they're they're just looking at the cold, hard data, and they're probably saying that, yeah, whatever they would sign him for or whatever he would ask, which would, I would have to think be not, you know, a monumental contract since he's a bit past prime age, but it would be a lot of money uh, average annual value for a guy who all the stats would say is not going to keep up the pace of play that he's been at the last couple of seasons. So yeah, they are going to be trying to lowball him, and I think that Freddie's been trying his best uh, uh, to to basically take the Chipper Jones route of taking the uh, the team friendly deals, the the hometown discounts, but. At some point, you know, you do want to make a legacy at the bank just as well as you do on the stat line. So I, I think that, um, you know, uh, I would have to guess. And I don't know, Freddie. I don't know. But uh, like, the as front a Phillies fan looking Braves. at him, like, how does he compare to say like Chipper Jones? Like, oh, I mean, I would be glad to not face him 19 times a year. That's for damn sure. <laughs> I mean, if he wants to, if he wants to bug off to the West Coast, uh, I'd help him pack his bags. Um, you know, Freddie, honestly, 
as a Phillies fan, I hate to see him up to bat, but as a baseball fan, anytime he's not facing the Phillies, he's one of my favorite hitters to to watch, Phillies included. Uh, so, you know, honestly, I think if you're the Braves, especially because they came up short last year, I think that if there's any feasible way to keep him on the team with the guys that you know you need in the next few years to keep that championship window open, you have to do it because Freddie Freeman, whether he's an MVP or not, he's going to be a championship caliber player for at least a few more years. So that would be my advice uh, as an outside fan, not linked to the Braves in any way. If there's any way to keep Freeman on the team for the next two or three years when you've got Acuna and Alves and Soroka and all those guys in their prime, you have to do it. Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, it would be absolutely ludicrous, bonkers, to not re-sign Freddie Freeman. And again, as a Phillies fan, that was the trap they fell into with the the great team they had at the end of the uh, first decade of the century there, 2007 through 2011. They had so many guys that were all the exact same age, and they fell into exactly what I'm telling the Braves to do with Freeman. You can do it when it's one guy. The Phillies did it when it was four guys, and that's when you get really old and really expensive and start deteriorating yeah. at four positions. You can afford to do it at one position when it's the guy that everyone looks up to that can still help you on any given night. You just can't afford to do it like they did and have it happen all throughout the end. Right, right. So, see, the Braves have gotten lucky, I guess some would say. that I mean, Acuna and Albies being locked up and them signing, I mean, I would think this is an understatement, team-friendly deals – that that locks up two of your main pieces moving forward. You have to exactly. lock up Freeman at some point, but then you're going to be left with the choice, and this is kind of the choice that every team has to make, right? It's like Rendon, Strasburg. Like, this is what the Braves are going to face. Soroka's not re-signed. Freed's not re-signed. Dansby Swanson is not re-signed. All of those guys are on one-year arbitration deals. So mm-hmm. Swanson's walking around one year, six-point-something million. Uh, Freed walking around here making 2.1 this year, I think like these are questions that are going to have to be asked. But Freeman, for me above all, uh, has to be the priority. It's just it's going to be strange that he's progressing now towards through the final year of his eight-year, one hundred and thirty-five million deal uh, that he signed before twenty fourteen. Uh, it's going to be weird that he's kind of going to be flirting with free agency come season's end. And that's what's going to be tough, is because you know is as much as. He uh, loves the Braves. I'm sure he does. And, uh, you know, he's raising his family here. He stays in Atlanta throughout the season. And he likes that. But, you know, you've got the other side of business uh, talked into your other ear. And that's your agent saying that, you know, you said a eight-year, $130 million uh, deal. That's less than $20 million per year. Do you think that if Freddie Freeman was on the market for one year this year, I mean, what would he pull down? 25 easy? Yeah, I mean, it would like that – yeah, I would think more than that. And, I mean, and, yeah. and that's the thing is the Players Association will get in your ear saying that you're obligated. It's not about what you feel towards a team. It's about what the guy behind you who's one tick uh, uh, less talented or you know lower rated than you, it, it's about making him a rich guy next. Yeah, I would think and – so and, and we'll move away from this, Mike, but for reference, uh, since the start of the 2020 season, here's kind of an aiming point. Yelich, nine years – um, at 23.9 per year. Uh, mm-hmm. Rendon, seven years at 35 per year. So 23, 24 million basically 
to 35 million per year based on how long I would think somewhere maybe seven years 30 million dollars and, and you know you've got Bauer granted pitchers are a different breed but Bauer's right around 40 right uh yeah yeah and, and but but see that that's post-covid so you can't really like True. It's, it's hard to compare those salaries all right let's move away from that Mike how, what's what's going on with Philly and San Francisco update us uh, I I have moved away from the uh, TV oh, because I know boy, that dude. I I know that you allow profanity, but when the Phillies bullpen gets in, it might be a little much even for your program. So uh, I have decided to uh, spare your listeners' ears. And last I saw was ten six San Francisco. The Phillies have given up two three run home runs in the eighth inning. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, it's ten six Giants bottom eight right now. So count that as a loss for yeah. the Phillies. Um. The Braves right now in the NL East, uh, seven and ten, they are six games back, Mike, in the loss column of the New it's York a long Mets. Season, Trav. You know that. Don't be long season guy. Don't be long. Don't be. It's a long season guy. But uh, well, I'll tell you what. It, it all it all depends on how fast Acuna can get back. Well, that's a that's a riveting hot take there, Mike. Fresh, Which, fresh by the, the by the way, because I heard you mispronounce it, can we talk a little bit about the? Uh, viral clip about the uh, Braves fan trying to talk shit to Harper by at least seven times by my count wait, wait, mispronouncing wait. the name of his own franchise player I didn't mispronounce a name I, I, I'm pretty sure that you missed the tilde on Acuna earlier uh, okay Acuna maybe 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 I misheard you but you do know the clip I'm talking about wait, how right? do you say it though Acuna Acuna Acuna. When you got the tilde on top of the N, you put a Y after the N. Oh my Acuna. god! I think I've been saying Acuna this like this whole. Yeah, time. I'm pretty sure you have been, man. Um, hey, did you know that you know that the man on the moon? You're, the you're man being on a the part moon? of the problem and not a part <laughs> of the solution. Uh, uh, all right, Mike. Let's let's keep moving on. Anything else for you from the National League? I was going to move over to the Yankees being worse than the Knicks in the American <laughs> League, but uh, <laughs> what's caught your eye the last? Say ten days of, of baseball. Anything around the league? Any well, teams? I can tell you over the weekend what caught my eye was Dodgers Padres. That looks like it's going to be fun all summer long. Oh yeah, those does. two hey, teams. I'm, are my bad for segueing you away. What, tell me the Harper thing. Tell me about the Harper. Thing. I didn't see that. Oh, basically, uh, just uh, I think it was the first game they had uh, in Atlanta. It would have been opening night for the for the Braves. It was just a random guy couple of rows back of the Phillies dugout and Harper and real Muto are, you know, out on the top step of the dugout. And the guy's just giving them hell about how, uh, Acuna is better than he is. Acuna is better than he'll ever be. Stop thinking that you're in the same league as Acuna and Bryce hears it. And he turns around you can't really hear him in the video, but he's so emotive. You can tell that he's trying to correct him. He's not talking shit back to him. He's like Acuna, like learn the name of the guy that you think is better than me, <laughs> which I think is good for comedic value. It's not even saying something back. It's like you're right, Acuna is better than me. <laughs> That's a clown take, bro. That's a clown <laughs> take. Do you think Bryce Harper has to win a World Series with Philly for it to be successful? Ah, uh, I mean. Of course, yes. anybody would say that about any star player that you sign away from another team that's already a, you know, at least described as a generational talent. Even if you know now you've got guys like Acuna and Tatis and well, uh, yeah, know, it doesn't Trout. help his case that they went out and won the world title. The Nationals did the year after he left. Yeah, but you know that 
they had a crappy bullpen the entire time he was there. They kept oh, letting him down. Well, it was through no fault of his own. He had good postseason years where they just gave up lead after lead, and then as soon as he left, they got a bullpen that didn't self-destruct. So, But, I, I mean, I think, you know, for the money they paid and for just where they were in the rebuild, he was the first big piece. They brought in Real Muto uh, after him. You know, now they've got Zach Wheeler. They've made some big signings. They've committed big money. So I think that, yeah, I would say so, um, even though – you can't pin it all on him, but he was the linchpin. Signing him kind of forced their hand to sign everybody else. So now they're tied in for a lot of money for at least the first half of that 10-year contract. So if they don't win, they're going to be in the same spot where they get older and less competitive and really expensive and will force another teardown and rebuild. So I think, you know, it, it, as hard as it is to win a World Series as many times as the best team out there doesn't win the World Series. I think it's fair to say that, yeah, for what they paid him and for what other corresponding moves they did to, you know, accommodate him and bolster him, yeah, if him and uh, if he and that group don't win a World Series, it's going to be a really expensive, really long re rebuild. And, you know, people might not blame him for it, but it's definitely going to be a, a, a spot of history where Philadelphia fans are not going to be happy about it. All right, let's uh let's dive back into the real stuff, Mike. Let's get back into baseball movies. But first, I'm going to tell. The I know people, nobody wants to hear about the Phillies. It's fine. Nobody wants to hear about the Phillies. I know. But I Mike, know. can I tell you what it they was do the Fanatics' hear about? birthday? Can I? Last thing, last thing. Go ahead. It was go the ahead. Fanatic. It was the Fanatics' birthday on Sunday. Do you want to say? And anything? even though the and I I just think that they should make it his birthday about 55 more times a year. Because as bad as the Phillies are, they're the losingest franchise in American professional sports. Oh my over God, eleven thousand losses. So awesome. They they are thirty one and eleven on the Fanatics' birthday, and that includes some truly horrific stretches of Phillies baseball. So, my point is, they should just make his birthday stat. all the time. What a stat! Great. Stat. It, it includes a, it includes a Kevin Millwood no hitter in two thousand three. Kevin Millwood, forever the number four guy behind the Braves' big three. Yep. Threw a no-hitter on a Fanatics birthday in 2003. Now, Mike, our listeners do not really want to hear about the Phillies, but can I tell you what they like do I said, want to hear about? Like I said, that was the last one. Yeah. They want to yep. hear about the Savannah Adult Baseball League. You know the okay. Savannah Adult Baseball League, Mike. You know it well. Are we just gonna Are we just gonna brag on ourselves? We're gonna be those guys. Yeah, but we got to read about them and talk about them and tell the, and say <laughs> their website a certain amount of times. I, so. I have no problem being that guy. All right, I'm gonna go first. www.savmabl.com. Mike, they have two divisions, 18-plus and 33-plus. I'm holding out to be a top prospect in the 33-plus. But really, Mike, I explained to our listeners, like you don't realize it until you get out there. This is not a beer league. This is not a, a, a co-ed softball league. This is legitimate baseball every Sunday and a lot of weekday night games. I mean, this is a long season, legitimate baseball, organized and well-run. I mean, you can attest to that. You've played in it. Yeah, and, you know, I can give you a little bit more insight because, uh, you know, what, what are you, 28, 29 now? 29, yeah. A young oh, 29. You are a spry young 29. Thank you. But, you know, you got, you got into the league, I think, back when they started letting the 18-year-olds in. When I first started, uh, 23 was the youngest you could be. So Yeah, so you know, I was so 23 I the year they let – they went from 23 to 18 year olds. So I got yeah. screwed. I went from being one of the best prospects to being like at the bottom of the prospect barrel, but well, defensive guy, the, glue guy. And that's the thing is that, you know, back when it was 23, there was still a bunch of talent, but it was, 
you know, a little bit of talent that had to shake a lot of rust off, you know, guys who hadn't played in four right. or five years. And that's kind of where I was at because I was like you. I started earlier, but I started, I think, when I was 24. And, you know, you had about a half a season of shaking it off. But, you know, then you realize that there's some good pitchers. I mean, I, I know just from our uh, our fearless leader, Chris Crocker, who managed our team, he, he had the scouting reports. He knew the bios on these guys. And, you know, by the time that our team got to be, you know, really, really good, there were some teams finding some higher guns, some guys who were – uh, division one starters at some point that would all of a sudden show up and right. uh, play for a weekend and you know try to try to get our lineup out, which more often than not they failed to do. I gotta say, <laughs> but I look, hope it was worth all the money that was paid to them. But. Super competitive league and a lot of really good players, but that doesn't mean like you have to be a pro to play. So they have a spring league which has already started. They started that on February twenty eighth, but they will have a fall league and you can register on their website S A V M A bl.com find them at savannah adult baseball league on facebook play hardball on quality diamonds across savannah in a competitive organized league savannah adult baseball league mike for baseball movies do you think do you think that um let's see i'm trying to think of the names of the movies there's a there's a movie where the kid's the manager of the twins little big league that would be little big league okay and then there's a movie where the kid can throw awesome uh, and he plays it's for the Cubs. Rookie, rookie of the year. Rookie of the year. Let's compare that and contrast those two films. Okay. What do you got? Takeaways immediately. Uh, little Big League on top because because excellent soundtrack, excellent soundtrack, mm-hmm. and also they get into more of the off-field stuff. They're they're getting into a lot of the shenanigans that go on. In, right. Uh, there's a there's a team dynamic. Um, which you know I'm still all about. to this day cannot hear the song "Run Around Sue" without thinking of the uh, I love Run Around going Sue. on a. On a on an early September tear to get back into contention. Yes, dude, that's exactly um, the song I was thinking of too. You know, you've got the off the field drama, like you said. How many pennants have been won or lost on whether or not a first baseman's allowed to propose to the manager's uh, countless? I mean, the hidden you, ball you trick. Hate to see it, but the, you're right. The hidden ball trick. Um, you, you've got also, and I mentioned this in a tweet that I think got retweeted by the actual actor last year. Right when we got into the quarantine action, I was going out of my mind and just tweeting out into the ether to see who would connect with me in a real human moment. I've got to say that if you go back and look at it in in the uh, the pantheon of baseball movies, outside of uh, Ricky Vaughn, you know Charlie Sheen, who legit throw mid eighties, Jonathan Silverman has some of the best mechanics. Of any baseball pitcher depicted in a movie ever, uh, yeah, I think that's up there with Billy Chapel for Love of the Game for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, Costner, he 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 could throw a little bit, but you can tell that he's got the mechanics. But probably can you it up hear there it? at sixty? Oh, I can hear it. <laughs> you know, I, I think uh, uh, Costner's got the mechanics, but you can just kind of tell people who played the game can tell he's he's throwing it up there sixty miles per hour, maybe. But Silverman, I don't know how hard he was throwing, but he was he was fluid. He was a live arm. Uh, yeah. Listen, as far as live arm goes, you know I could just automatically go back to the Cucumbas and the great story that happened on that mound in, in just uh, an inner-city Chicago field. But I don't know what your budget is. If you're going to start... Uh, if you're going to start running more music, if we're going to get a big pop in here, I don't know. Small budget, small budget. 
Yeah, I, I just don't want your copyright lawyers to have to get no, involved. No, no, no. In this. this is the Hot Credits podcast. We play by the Billy Bean rules. Listen, <laughs> if we try to podcast like them in here, we will lose to them out there. That's how it goes, Mike. Uh, all right, next time we talk, Mike, give me a prediction. Uh, which one of these surprising division leaders will still be leading their division next time we record? Boston, Not the Mariners. Boston, AL East. <laughs> Uh, Royals, AL Central, Mariners, AL West, and I'll even give you a bonus. I'll give you the NL Central too, Cincinnati, NL Central. Yeah, Which one of those teams will still be leading? Unless you have me on within the next week, uh, just I can't put any faith in any of those AL teams. I do have faith in the Reds and their ability to uh, continue mashing at the Great American Small Park. So I think that they've got the bats to keep themselves in it. Uh, you know, they were a dark horse pick last year, especially with the short season. I, I still think that they are built to win, even though they gave up, uh, uh, you know, a, a couple of pieces. I think that they are still a good team. The Mariners are not a good team. The Royals, they're young with talent, but they're not built for 160 games. And the Red Sox, maybe they're better than I think, but unless Tampa and the Yankees just get too hurt and totally knocked out of contention, there's no way they're holding those two off. Mike, you're the man, dude. Appreciate you coming by. We'll talk soon. I'll get some hardball in and then obviously keep delving into those baseball movies. Yeah, man. All right, you're the man. We'll talk soon, bud. See ya.